0: Welcome back to The Swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be covering some road trip horror stories that will truly freak you out. Now before I start this video I just want to mention I am going to be switching format and my upload schedule ever so slightly. I've always uploaded about 4 to 5 times a week and the episodes are typically 25, 30 or even 35 minutes. But it always limits the time that I can actually focus on each topic and the quality that I can really ensure that you're getting. So, I want to slow it down to maybe two, maybe three times a week, hour-long plus videos and make sure I give you the best stories being submitted every single week. Now, as always, if you have a story that you would like to share, be sure to submit your horror story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. You can also submit it via reddit at r thedarkswamp. I'd love to see your story and share it with everyone here in the swamp. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and get ready for a very creepy road trip horror story video. You know, it truly is hard being the king of the swamp sometimes. Every time I'm trying to sleep, all the homeless alligators that I beat up in a boxing competition so their wives threw them out and now they're living on the street as a homeless alligator with homeless alligator problems, they come to my windows and throw little pebbles at it all night long trying to get my attention to ask if they can rent out my basement. But the problem is, here in the swamp, we are below sea level so we don't have basements. So this this dumb alligator is keeping me up and I can't get to sleep for anything. But that was until I found microdose gummies. Microdose gummies are great for creative boost, sleep, pain anxiety workout and recovery and many other things microdose gummies are available nationwide to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com and use code swamped s-w-a-m-p-e-d to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order links can be found in the show description but that again is microdose.com code swamped s-w-a-m-p-e-d Black-Eyed Lady by Connor P. I was on a big West Coast road trip back in the winter of 2021 when I met a long-haul truck driver who told me this story, so I would tell it from his perspective. I had been on the road for about a week, when I pulled into a rest stop service station outside of Bakersfield, California. It was already dark out, so I pulled in and tried to get some shut-eye. I checked my phone for a minute before climbing back in the cab when I heard someone knocking on the window. Now, certain forms of solicitation are relatively common at these truck stops, so when I saw a woman standing next to my truck, I figured it was just another lot lizard looking for a payday. I rolled the window down very slightly and told her to buzz off. When she stuck her fingers in the opening between the window and the door, I realized something was wrong with this woman. No, this was no run-of-the-mill lady of the night. Her proportions were all off. Her arms were far too long, her head far too small. The fact that she was able to stick her hand in the window meant that she was at least ten feet tall. As if you've ever stood next to a semi-truck, you would know they're a good ways off the ground. I quickly rolled my window up as she withdrew her hand. I looked down at the woman. She lifted her head to meet my gaze. That's when I noticed her eyes. Her eyes were jet black. No pupils, no iris, nothing. Just two dark pools for infinite blackness. My, my breath was caught and I suddenly felt like a deer in the headlights. I felt a fear I had never felt before. It was primal. It was instinctual. And if I weren't so plugged up from the road, I probably would have avoided my bowels right then and there. Her hand was still pressed against the window, and I saw her nails were long and jagged. Hey, baby, she said. You looking for a good time? Uh, Please, ma'am, step away from the vehicle, I said. Oh, come on, baby. Just let me in. I promise I'll be gentle. I cranked the key in the ignition and threw it in drive, punching the gas, and I swear, when I looked back in the side-view mirror, this... this lady was transforming into a giant freaking spider. And I could still see those eyes. Those eyes that will haunt my dreams. Those eyes, they just... they looked so hungry... Creepy Vehicle Encounter by Anonymous So this story just happened to me. It's not super glamorous or anything concerning. And it's definitely creepy. I think it's worthy of going on the show. A bit of clarity. This happened on the road. I drive a little red mini hatchback and I am a male. I was coming home from a friend's house, and it's a lovely, moonlit night where I live, and I'm a massive fan of taking photos of creepy back roads at night, like headlights lighting up the cross section or a stop sign. It's just a weird little hobby, but I always make sure no street names or addresses appear in them. But I digress. After a late night of playing Magic the Gathering, I was driving home from a friend's house and decided to take an old, dirt road home instead of the main highway. The old dirt road cuts through most of the country and goes through the county but no one usually takes it because it's hardly maintained the old dirt road is something out of a horror movie so i grabbed some shots of it on my way through and you know as i was doing this a large truck pulled off on another side of the road i didn't think anything of it at first and thought it might have been an officer out on patrol It was about 1am at this point, and police will regularly patrol some of these more unused backcountry roads from time to time, at least from my experience. I couldn't make out the vehicle well other than it was a truck. Black paint, I do believe, and one of those four-light setups on the front when you have had cattle or a ramp bar system installed. Eventually, I got to the old dirt road and turned down it, and noticed in my rear view that the car had also turned down the road as well, and then had pulled off to the side. I didn't think anything of it, figuring that they lived down this road or figuring they were trying to get some sort of signal on their smartphone. Then they started driving in the same direction as me once more. When they closed the distance of about 13 yards or so, they slowed down again. Call, call me a bit paranoid, call me a bit, you know, anxiety-ridden, whatever, but you get an eerie feeling when a car follows you down a nearly abandoned road at 1 a.m., I neared an intersection and decided to turn instead of following the dirt road and head back towards the highway. I was starting to get that gut feeling that something just wasn't right here. I don't know how to explain it. But it's like a knot in the abdomen mixed with anxiety or nervousness. I drew my knife. I kept it with me for emergencies and it sat in my car seat next to me. I am genuinely unsure of what I would have done with that or how much good it really would have done in a situation at all but it did make me feel better. Once I turned off the dirt road, I gunned it for about two miles at about 70 miles per hour, going to the stop sign where I could have turned back onto the highway. I looked in my rearview mirror, and there the truck was. They blasted it to catch up with me and gunned it before slamming on my brakes and stopping only about a foot away from my bumper. I freaked out, grabbed my knife, and just sat there for a second. It felt like several minutes, but wasn't, before turning onto the freeway. The truck was sat there, before pulling onto the highway a while, crossing and turning around, sitting there before heading back down where it had come from. I got home just fine, a bit shaken up, but ultimately okay. Compared to some people's tales I've heard on this show, it's not that scary. The whole thing had me instantly thinking of the other stories I've heard on your show though, Swamp Dweller, and if you decide to share this, thank you so much. I, I had this very crazy feeling of almost excitement when I felt the danger, But after I was done with this whole situation, I felt so drained and very tired. A Not-So-Chill Vacation By Mur Derp We returned from a vacation when I was seven months pregnant with my son. My father was driving on our way home. We entered a work zone, funneling the already cramped traffic into one lane. We had around six to seven cars in front of us that were maintaining a slightly above-the-limit speed, not criminally fast, but enough to not get further congested traffic. We noticed a jarringly bright beam of headlights approaching us from the car's rear view at an alarmingly quick pace. My father was raised in a very rough neighborhood and is the gentlest person I have ever met until you threaten someone he cares about. His blue eyes shifted between the road and now overexposed rear-view mirror. Nervousness is not something I, I was used to seeing in my father's eyes. Still, there was tension in the car that was only broken by the sudden grind and noises, and it was unmistakable. It was a meeting of two vehicles behind us. We were unfortunately hit by proxy, and my dad did his best to correct the car to stay between the orange cones surrounding us on both sides, serving as a neon prison. He shouted for us to brace ourselves as we heard the high scream of the horrible revving of our pursuer. Another bang and the residual swerving also threw us off our course only moments earlier. My father sternly but calmly said my brother's name, snapping him out of his shared state of shock. You need to call the police and tell them to meet us off the nearest exit so they can... Another bang. And then the car swerved some more. My brother, now fully brought back to his dismal reality, shakily dialed the emergency number and forced out a stuttered version of the instructions my father had delivered. Mid-phone call, another bang sent us even closer to the orange barriers that held us prisoner between the long line of traffic in front of us and this maniac that decided to use his vehicle as a tool to torture unsuspecting travelers. As we approached an exit, my brother shouted the exit name, and the dispatcher informed him that they would have an officer waiting at the gas station right off the door. One final bang sent us off into our escape route, and the sanctuary awaited us. Our antagonists followed closely behind until they saw the police cars waiting up ahead. We slid into the parking lot next to one of the awaiting vehicles as the battering ram of a vehicle quickly U-turned and tried to evade the trap set up for him. The other police vehicle promptly followed them and my father got out and spoke with the remaining officers. Shaken and clutching my stomach carrying my unborn son and adrenaline leaving my body, I broke into tears. Tears of terror and relief that this was finally all over. We made statements and were later informed that the assailant was apprehended and the vehicle was actually stolen. The driver was allegedly wanted for several other offenses that the officers could not really share with us at the time. As far as happy endings go, this could be one of them, I guess. No one was physically harmed and justice was served. However, to this day, I'm still terrified of vehicles driving too closely and roadwork zones. Please be mindful of your surroundings while going and listening to your instincts, because that's the best thing that could have happened for me there. Phantom Car by Anonymous A couple of years ago, my sister and I embarked on a late-night journey from our homes to our parents'. The clock struck midnight as we hit the road, anticipating quiet and uneventful drive ahead. The lonely highway stretched out before us, its black expanse swallowed by the eerie darkness of the night. The conversation meandered through various topics as we cruised until it settled on video games, Final Fantasy to be exact. With its enchanting worlds and captivating stories, it became the focal point of our discussion. Little did we know that the night held a twisted tale waiting to unfold before our very eyes. Suddenly piercing the velvety blackness, a glimmer of light emerged on the horizon. Headlights. We both squinted, attempting to make sense of the incredible sight. The vehicle, oblivious to the laws of the road, barreled forward directly in our lane. Panic seized our hearts, and instinctively my sister yanked the steering wheel, veering into the adjacent lane in a desperate bid to avoid a devastating collision. But fate had other plans. The sudden swerve caused our car to lose control like an evil force toying with us. Spiraling uncontrollably, we were caught in a maddening whirlwind of chaos. Our screams mingled with the screeching of tires, a symphony of terror echoing through the night. Time seemed to stretch infinitely as our vehicle spun and twirled, its metal body flirting dangerously with disaster. With a sickening jolt, our car finally came to a rest on the gritty soil that bordered the fork in the road. Breathing heavily, we clung to each other, our trembling hands clasping tightly as we surveyed the aftermath. But what chilled us to the core was the utter lack of concern from the other vehicle. It showed no signs of slowing down, no no, no attempt to, to correct its course. Instead, it disappeared into the distance, swallowed by the inky abyss. The phantom driver, indifferent to the destruction they had almost wrought upon us, vanished like a specter into the night. A profound dread consumed us as we tried to process the harrowing events. How had the other driver remained so calm in imminent disaster? And what of their presence on the wrong side of the road, oblivious to the concrete barrier that has separated the lanes for miles? Unsettled thoughts gnawed at our minds, echoing like macabre choruses, haunted, By the lingering questions, we couldn't help but wonder if there were other victims of this enigmatic driver that night. Perhaps their path had intersected with tragedy, and we were fortunate to escape unscathed. The tendrils of guilt snaked through our hearts entwined with a lingering sense of disbelief. In the depths of our consciousness, a chilling notion took hold. A whisper, but faint and insistent that the otherworldly encounter was more than human error. The inexplicable circumstances and the uncanny timing all pointed toward a reality that surpassed the realm of the rational. Perhaps, just perhaps, that car had been no ordinary vehicle but a hardbringer of malice, a phantom vessel traversing the boundaries between the living and the dead. As time passed, we laughed off the incident, a fragile facade to mask our lingering unease. Our decision to keep this chilling encounter from our parents, shielding them from the haunting truth stemming from a desire to protect them from the burdens of our terror. Yet deep down, a flicker of guilt persisted, questioning whether our silence was justified. The echoes of that fateful night still reverberate within us, etched into the fabric of our beings. That memory that we share of that encounter, shrouded in an aura of the inexplicable and the otherworldly, forever remains inscribed in the corridors of our minds, reminding us of the fragility of life and the sinister and unknown that lurks just beyond the veil of our perception at every waking moment. Cross-Country Living Gone Wrong by Yaj After watching so many YouTubers who live in their cars and travel around the country, I always wanted to try the car-living thing myself. I lived in Fort Lauderdale for five years and thought I would be stuck there, and that was it. Then, the pandemic hit, and I checked my bank account. I was back paid lots of money, basically, and before I knew it, I was packing up all my stuff, and the landlord said I could leave all my furniture, which was fine for me at the time. Now I'm on 95, heading north, laughing and leaving, and I couldn't believe it. I managed to get the hang of the whole car life thing and became more comfortable stealth parking in different places and not being detected. I had not done any off-grid stuff yet, and I was more comfortable when I reached Lake Tahoe. I was hiking and asked some guy with his dog, who I believe was local, if he knew where I could sleep in my car because Tahoe seemed tricky. He said there was a place up in the mountain called Hope Valley. It sounded good, so off I went. Lake Tahoe is already very high in altitude, so this was a few thousand feet higher than that. It was this past July. As I reached the area, I saw a small parking lot that was an entrance to a wildlife nature preserve. It was closed and empty, so that would do. I'm all settled in with my blanket, and the sun is setting. The temperature plummets, and before I know it, it's pitch black and visibility is zero. I hear wolves howling, and at this point, I'm all game. This was the experience I was wanting anyway. It was a little creepy, sure, but I was gonna be okay. I was living what I typically would watch on YouTube in my apartment. Before the sun went down, I noticed that there were garbage cans that were overfilled 15 feet from the car at the entrance of the preserve. I finally drifted off to sleep and was awakened by something at around 3 a.m. You couldn't see anything anywhere. It was so dark, and then I heard footsteps, very heavy ones, right outside my door. At this point, I'm shitting bricks because I'm a New York City boy, and something brushes up against the car. I'm scared and don't know what to do. I wait for a couple of minutes, then I open the door. I ran around as fast as possible, going around the car and got on the driver's side. I drove down the mountain and slept like a baby at a Motel 7 parking lot. Never made it through the first and only off-grid car camping adventure and won't forget it. The only other time that trip that something truly creepy happened was in Mount Shasta. I drove halfway up the mountain, parked on the side of the road, and got out, started walking on this trail... I made it probably seventy yards and heard a low growl. I never ran so hard in my life. The rest of the trip was pretty much cool, though. The best hiking I had was in Montana. My Everglades Horror Story by Jonas B. The Everglades. A vast, mysterious wilderness shrouded in legends and untold horrors. Its dark, twisted beauty had always fascinated me, and I yearned to explore its depths. So when my friends proposed a road trip to the heart of the Everglades, I eagerly agreed. Little did I know that this journey would be far more terrifying than anything I could have ever imagined. We set off on a sweltering summer morning, the Florida sun beating down on our car as we cruised the highway. Laughter filled the air, anticipation dancing in our eyes. Our group consisted of five adventurous souls. Sarah, the fearless leader with an insatiable thirst for the unknown. Mark, the joker with a knack for storytelling. Rachel, the quiet observer with a mind filled with curiosity. And Ben, the laid-back musician with an uncanny ability to keep calm in any situation. As we left the comforts of civilization behind, the landscape morphed into a dense, curtain of trees and murky waters. The road narrowed and an eerie silence enveloped us. Even the chirping of birds seemed distant and muffled. A sense of foreboding crept over me, but I brushed it off as just mere jitters. Hours we were past as we ventured into the Everglades. The foliage grew thicker and a dense fog obscured our vision. It felt like we entered a whole different world entirely, disconnected from the reality we had just came from. The road twisted and turned like a labyrinth, leading us deeper into the heart of this mysterious realm. Suddenly, a loud thud echoed through the car, startling us all. The engine sputtered and died, leaving us stranded amid the swamp. Panic set in as we realized our predicament. Sarah, always resourceful, suggested we stick together and find help. We grabbed our essentials and stepped out into the oppressive humidity with no other options. As we walked the silence grew even more suffocating, broken only by the crunch of our footsteps and the decaying of leaves beneath us. The dense vegetation loomed overhead, casting long, sinister shadows that seemed to follow our every move. The once vibrant landscape now felt hostile and evil, a true nature revealed. We stumbled upon an old, dilapidated shack half-hidden amongst the trees. It exuded an aura of abandonment and decay its wooden walls weathered by time and neglect. Reluctantly, we entered, seeking refuge and hoping to find answers. Inside, the air was heavy and musty, the smell of dampness and decay invading our senses. Creaking floorboards echoed beneath our feet as we cautiously explored the dimly lit rooms. The shack seemed frozen in time, frozen in a forgotten era of darkness and despair. We delved deeper into the shed, discovering a hidden chamber behind a bookshelf our hearts raced with trepidation as we ventured further. The room was adorned with ancient relics, symbols etched into the walls, and a cryptic journal on a dusty table. It all seemed just like a horror movie. We gingerly flipped through the journal's pages, revealing tales of unspeakable horror and encounters with otherworldly beings that are said to be haunting these very Everglades. The writer warned of the swamp's stark secret, a cursed entity that preyed on unsuspecting travelers, luring them into its clutches and consuming their souls. A shiver ran down our spines as we realized the true nature of the Everglades. It was no longer a place of beauty and wonder, but a sinister realm filled with lurking dangers. Whether or not this book was true, whether or not there were really monsters, we were disoriented and scared. Hours passed and exhaustion took hold of our wary bodies. Despair began to settle in, and we resigned ourselves to our grim fate. We got back in our car and just sat there, hoping that somebody would find us. And eventually, somebody did come upon us, and helped us in our situation. Our car had some weird technical difficulties that I wouldn't even be able to begin to explain to you, but we made it out alive. But there's something about that book, something about that shed, I don't know why it was there. Yes, sure, it could be there to scare kids or tourists or whatever, but this was well off the beaten path and did not seem like it was really there for anybody to see. The building had been abandoned for quite some time, and I don't really know how else to explain it. But this was definitely one of the scariest things I've ever encountered. My Road Trip Nightmare by Anonymous I remember that long road trip across the United States like it was yesterday, although the memories that haunt me now are far from pleasant. It was a journey that began with excitement and anticipation, but things started to go wrong halfway through, and little did I know that the horrors awaiting me would make me question the very fabric of the reality we live in. It all started on a warm summer morning as I packed up my car and bid farewell to my small hometown. The open road beckoned, promising adventure and discovery. With my trusty map on the passenger seat, I embarked on what I thought would be the trip of a lifetime. For the first few days, the journey was genuinely uneventful. I marveled at the landscapes from the towering skyscrapers of New York City to the breathtaking natural wonders of the Grand Canyon. The freedom of the open road was intoxicating, and I reveled in the solitude relishing in the escape from the pressures of everyday life. But as I ventured further into the heartland of America a sense of unease began to settle in. The once vibrant towns and bustling highways transformed into lonely stretches of road where time seemed to stand still. The sun beat down relentlessly, casting long, eerie shadows across the barren landscape. My radio in my car crackled with static, and the stations played nothing but distorted melodies that sent shivers down my spine. I tried to ignore the growing sense of unease, dismissing it as a trick of the mind brought on by exhaustion but deep down I knew something was amiss. As darkness draped over the land one night, I pulled into a seemingly abandoned motel for some much-needed rest. The flickering neon sign buzzed ominously, casting an eerie glow on the empty parking lot. gnawed nodded me, but fatigue won over caution as I entered the lobby. The air inside was heavy and stale, suffocating my senses. An older woman with hollow eyes stood behind the counter, Their gaze fixed on a faded photograph. I cleared my throat, breaking their trance, and asked for a room. The voice was more of a whisper when it finally escaped their lips, sending a chill down my spine. They handed me a key without uttering a word and pointed me toward a dimly lit hallway. As I stepped into the room, it was musty. It assaulted my nostrils. The ancient wallpaper peeled away from the walls, revealing faded floral patterns... I quickly locked the door and sank onto the lumpy mattress, eager for sleep to whisk me away from this unsettling place. That night my dreams were plagued with unsettling visions. I wandered through a maze of empty corridors, much darker and twisted than the last. Each whisper echoed in the shadows, and unseen eyes watched my every move. I awoke in a cold sweat as if the nightmares had seeped into reality. Desperate to escape the oppressive atmosphere, I hurriedly packed my belongings and fled the motel at the crack of dawn. The road stretched before me, the rising sun painting the world in hues of gold and pink. The previous night's events seemed like a distant memory, and I tried to convince myself that it was all a figment of my imagination. But the horrors were far from over. As the miles wore on, strange occurrences became like a regular part of the journey. Unsettling figures would appear in the edge of my vision, only to vanish when I took to look at them. Unfamiliar roadsides led me down narrow, winding paths defying logic. Time itself seemed to warp and bend, leaving me disoriented and lost. The once-familiar landscapes became distorted and twisted, morphing into nightmarish visions. The trees lined the roadsides seemed to contort and reach out to me, their narrow branches clawing at the sky— Shadows danced in the periphery of my vision, whispering secrets I couldn't comprehend. The isolation weighed heavily on my soul and I yearned for human contact. But whenever I pulled into a town or gas station, the inhabitants would regard me with vacant stares, their expressions frozen in masks of indifference. Their silence was deafening, their eyes devoid of life. I questioned my sanity, doubting the reality of the world around me. Was I trapped in a never-ending nightmare, or had I stumbled upon some supernatural realm beyond human comprehension? The line between dream and reality blurred. I became prisoner of my own fears. Days turned into weeks, and my journey became an endless cycle of terror and uncertainty. I no longer recognized that person I saw in the rearview mirror, a mere shell of the wide-eyed adventurer who had set out on his ill-fated journey. I cautiously approached the counter, my voice trembling as I asked for directions. The waitress, with her smile warm and genuine, guided me back to the familiar path, assuring me that I was not alone in my experiences. Others had ventured into this haunted realm and emerged unscathed. With renewed hope, I retraced my steps, leaving the horrors behind. The road gradually returned to its former self, the landscapes again a tapestry of beauty and wonder. As I crossed the state lines into my hometown relief washed over me, mingled with a newfound appreciation for the mundane. That road trip across the United States forever changed me. It had shipped away the illusions of safety and familiarity, exposing the fragility of my existence. It taught me that the line between reality and nightmares is thin and that the darkness that lurks within our minds is a force to be reckoned with. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true road trip horror stories that will freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories and have a story of your own that you would like to submit in a future episode, whether it's some sort of road trip story or something different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. You can also submit them at reddit at r thedarkswamp. If you enjoyed these stories tonight, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode. I upload them almost every single day on all things natural and supernatural. Of course, don't forget to slap up that like button. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it to fresh new eyes, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you made it all the way to the end, today's code word is Everglades Horror. Be sure to comment that down below to confuse anybody who didn't make it to the end. The funniest one will be pinned at the top, as always. Thank you guys so much for supporting the swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this without you guys on a daily basis. Be sure to follow me over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other social medias, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.